0: This morning's uh, sermon is uh, from Matthew chapter 14, and we read the story of Jesus and then Peter walking on water. Jesus walks on water. Peter walks on water. It is a miraculous passage, and if you listen to last week's sermon, I am not going to try to explain how this might have possibly been able to have happened through some scientific something or other. This is a straight-up miracle. Many times, um, well, one of the things about this passage is that we, we will talk about stepping out on, in faith. That's, well, that's the title. Um, but stepping out in faith is not just throwing caution to the wind, throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if it will stick. The disciples were doing what it was first that God had told them to do, go get in the boat and paddle to the other shore. They were doing what Jesus had told them to do. And then Jesus showed up and called them, called Peter, to do something else. So for us, which the sermon will be about us at the end, when you're called to step out, you're not called to just Throw every caution to the wind and try anything, but, but to discern how is God leading you? Where is God calling you to step out? Peter was with the disciples going where God sent them, and then Peter is invited to step out of the boat with a moderate amount of success. Jesus had to catch him. And this passage is about that. Jesus catches us. But this passage demands more than our admiration. It demands that we emulate it. It does demand that we sometimes step out. And it demands that when we step out where God is leading us, we trust that Jesus will catch us. So remember that and think about that as we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. We'll share in verses 22 through 33. Immediately he made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountains by himself to pray. When the evening came, he was there alone, but by, the time, by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying, You have little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hebrews 11.1 1 defines faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith. We know what it is, but it is hard to describe, right? Faith. It's when we rely on things that we do not see or know for certain will be there. Faith is present when we engage in an action that is not certain. Now, for me, a guiding image of what faith looks like might resonate with some of you who are familiar with the Indiana Jones films. Many of you will have seen them. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Harrison Ford follows his map and he comes to an opening in the cave and there is a large crevice, a a valley, a, a canyon for him to cross. And on his map is the instruction that there is a bridge there, but he cannot see it. And so he reaches his foot and he steps out, believing that it is there and finding that it is there. Rather, it was just painted or designed in such a way as to blend in with the background so much that he couldn't see it. The filmmakers use the image of him throwing some sand across it to see that it is there because the sand stays and doesn't fall. That's an image that always comes to mind when I think of and when we read about Peter stepping out of the boat. After the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus, as we just read, sends the disciples to the boat so he can dismiss the crowds. Then he goes up and he prays by himself for a few minutes. And the disciples have the, the wind being against them. It's, it's like there's a storm coming in or something. It's dark and it's, it's stormy and it's getting to be late. It's early in the morning as it says. And Jesus makes his way to the boat. But he gets there by walking on water. This is not normal, and so the disciples who have been up all night wrestling with the wind after a long day of ministering to some 5,000 men and their women and children see Jesus and think, maybe it's a ghost lit only by the moon on a stormy night. You can see how this would happen. Jesus says, it's me, and so Peter says, boldly, bleary-eyed, Lord, if it is you, invite me to come on over by walking on the water. Jesus says, come, so Peter gets out of the boat and walks on the water until he gets distracted, when he then starts to sink, and Jesus has to reach his hand out and rescue him. Now, All you need for an illustration is here. Sometimes we're called to step on faith. Jesus invites us out. We keep our eyes on Jesus and we can do amazing things. And when we take our eyes off Jesus, we start to sink. So, the best option for us is to focus on Jesus so much that we don't risk sinking. Focus on Jesus. Yes, this is a very good message. This is something you have heard before. But even before that, before that application of this passage, I wonder how many of us have missed the fact that Peter was willing to get wet. When we consider this passage, I think too often we just jump to the image of Jesus rescuing us. We jump to the image of Jesus bailing us up out of the water that we've gotten ourselves into by not keeping our eyes on him. And that is certainly a part of our life. It's a part of our faith. But I wonder how often we miss even experiencing that because we might not even be willing to get out of the boat. We're not willing to risk making a mistake. We're not willing to struggle to ask for forgiveness, and so we live in fear. We fail to, for, to fully offer someone forgiveness because we fear their apology wasn't real. We want Jesus to pick us up, but we realize Jesus can't pick us up if we're, we fail to realize that Jesus can't pick us up if we're clinging so hard to the side of the boat that we're never willing to get out of the boat. We're never willing to trust someone or something other than ourselves, which we think is certain. We're not willing to take on something that might be out of our control. But that's not Peter in this this passage. He says, Lord, if, if it's you, command me to come out on the water. Jesus says, come. And so Peter's willing to get wet. He's willing to risk that maybe this is a ghost that I'm seeing. Maybe I will end up head to toe soaked, floundering in the water, begging for the disciples to pull me back up in the boat. Peter's willing to get wet, and this is an important image for us, because Jesus doesn't just pick us up when we fall, but sometimes if we really want to experience what Jesus is calling us to, we're going to have to risk getting wet. When you're called, and and you don't know ultimately how things will turn out, you cannot be fully assured of the end goal that the Lord has for you, you're going to have to be willing to get wet. Peter was willing to step out. He was willing to get wet. And then what happened was amazing. We can't always see the end of the journey that we're going to be on. We can't always see how it's going to go, but we can see the risk of the first step a lot of the time. And if Jesus begs us to come, we need to be willing to take the next step. Maybe we need to be willing to remember that sometimes the worst thing that can happen is just that we get a little wet. Last October, our state was devastated by Hurricane Matthew. Matthew made its way up the eastern seaboard, slowed when it got to us, as storms often or have done, and caused tremendous damage to many, many low-lying areas of eastern North Carolina. Now, our Baptist men have done some amazing things in the wake of Hurricane Matthew, But this didn't happen because they had a long-term goal. It happened because they were called to get out of the boat and to take a step. But that happened a year before Matthew even struck. You see, in 2015, some Baptist men were invited to build some bunk beds. And then they were invited again to build some bunk beds. And then they were invited one more time, like, hey, you should maybe build some bunk beds. And so someone designed a bunk bed. And then the Baptist men refined the design for the bunk beds. And then they started building bunk beds. And they built like 25 bunk beds in total. They did what they said they would do. They were going to build bunk beds until it's not fun anymore. And I think 25 to 30 might be their limit. But you know, right as they were hitting that number, 25 to 30 bunk beds, Matthew hit. And the Baptist men of North Carolina came calling, saying, we can put people to work who have a willingness and have a skill. And so the the guys who made bunk beds, who weren't even sure about everything they were doing for the bunk beds, but they knew it was okay to do it, they said, well, let's go to Tarboro for a couple days and see what happens." They were invited to get out of the bunk bed boat into the Hurricane Matthew boat, I guess you could say. They went to Tarboro. They thought the worst thing that could happen is we got a little wet or dirty or sweaty. We spent a day working on something and we were all back home and that was that. You know that more than that happened, don't you? I mean, looking back now, it's easy to see how it all fell into place. It's easy to see how when uh, when Steve Timberlake designed a bunk bed and set it out in the foyer two years ago, it ended up leading to the recovery of a church but But when that first happened, sitting around the table in the fellowship hall with a couple missionaries saying, You know, if you felt like it, you could build a bunk bed.' They didn't know that, that, that the seed that was planted that day would lead to Batch Chapel Baptist Church two weeks from now gathering for their homecoming service in a completely rebuilt sanctuary that our Baptist men had a hand in, in helping do. I think if two years ago Jesus had told Oxford Baptist men, hey, I need you to rebuild a church, they probably would have called a contractor. If two years ago they had said, We need you to rebuild a church two hours from here, they would have said, I think you've called the wrong Oxford Baptist Church. After the hurricane, they might have said, Maybe not a church, how about an ark? There's a lot of flooding down there. But all Jesus asked them to do was take the step. Take the step. Get out of the boat and be willing to get a little wet. If you fail, the worst thing that can happen is you don't go back again the next day. They were called to take a little step, and so they followed. They were called to take another step, and they saw, we can we could do that. And then they were called to take another step. And so they applied for a grant, and the CBF of North Carolina gave them a grant to take even more steps. And like I said, two weeks from now, Several of our Baptist men won't be worshiping with us because they'll be worshiping down there, possibly. Helping to rebuild a church. Not because they wanted to rebuild a church, but because God invited them to step out in faith and say, well, Can you do something here? And they risked getting wet. 18 months ago, our deacons appointed a futures committee. The Futures Committee wants to help our church move with intention into the future because what they have learned in the last 18 months is being church now is harder than it used to be. Things are more complex, people are busier, society has changed, and a lot of the things that made it really easy to be church a long time ago don't exist anymore. But we know we need to be church. You haven't heard a lot from this church, or this committee, not because they haven't been working, but because they've been working so hard, they've been almost overwhelmed. But they had a meeting at the end of June. At the end of June, Dr. Mike Queen, who preached here last summer, encouraged the committee to get out of the boat. Dr. Queen said, You know, churches like Oxford Baptist are really good at doing a lot of things. And he said, a lot of times churches like yours and like the ones I served, he said, a lot of times we only put forth the projects, the people, the ministries, and the actions that we know we can accomplish successfully. We only step forward in certainty. We don't know how to step forward in faith very well sometimes. But it begs the question, can we risk getting wet if we only step out in certainty? Can you risk being wet if you always know that something is there to catch you? The Baptist men were building bunk beds, and they weren't bunk bed building experts. That's why there's a story if the Baptist men had been contractors who were good at building buildings, it wouldn't have been a big deal that they went to Tarboro to build, help build a church. But in both of those cases, they were invited to take a step. They were invited to risk getting wet, and then God took their step and did something. Because what they knew is This step is one that they couldn't take without God's help. And that's what getting out of the boat means. Risking getting out of the boat means we're willing to do something that we can't do on our own, but we must do with God's help. But if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. And if you want to walk on water, you have to do it with God's help. And so in the days ahead, the Futures Committee is going to have to risk getting out of the boat, aren't they? And risk thinking about what can we do with God's help rather than what do we know how to do already? Oxford Baptist Church is going to have to figure out how to get out of the boat. And just in case you hadn't figured it out already, you and I have to get out of the boat too. You and I are called by God to get out of the boat so that we can experience the power of God at work. But we can't do that if we're not willing to get a little wet. Peter was perfectly safe in that boat. He was such a good fisherman that he could have gotten that boat to the other side. No questions asked. Peter could have gotten the boat through the storm. They had done it many times before. And they would do it many times later. There was no faith necessary for Peter to stay in the boat. Faith is necessary, though, if we want to experience God's amazing power, God's amazing love, God's amazing grace. But too often, we're afraid of getting wet. These days, we're accustomed to guarantees Think about what it was like to own a car 40 years ago, and consider what you drive now. And our cars take us places with no drama compared to those days. Our phones provide connections that 20 and 30 years ago were unimaginable. Modern medicine provides a healing that seemed impossible to every generation except for ours. And, and, and despite what the news media would tell us, we live in the most plentiful and statistically speaking, safest, healthiest, and most advanced society that history, the history of the world has ever known. Everything in your life outside of these walls is geared towards providing certainty for you. But when it comes to the stories in this book, not about certainty unless the certainty is that God will catch you. When it comes to Scripture, the faithful didn't rely on certainty. It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who did. When it comes to this story, this, the people of Israel sought certainty, and the certainty is found in exercising your faith. Because God is most at work in and with and through those who are willing to step out in faith. God is in and at work with those who are willing to get wet to to reach out and follow Jesus. And so in your life and in mine, I suspect God is calling you out in some way. If you've made it this far and you're still listening, there might be something on your heart that you know God is calling you to do. A step you need to take, a relationship you need to mend, forgiveness to offer, something that's gnawing on you, a step that you need to take out of the boat. And I don't know what it is. I can't tell you that. But God can. God can tell you to do something and now is the time to step out of the boat and stop paddling. Our faith calls us places where we can't go on our own. Our faith is fulfilled by God helping us do things we can't do on our own. That's why Jesus asks us to be willing to get wet. And that's how Jesus is able to catch us when we fall. We all started right there in that baptistry getting wet, being baptized into the name of our Lord Jesus. I pray today that we may stop being afraid to get wet. May we be willing to get out of the boat, and may we be people who step out of the boat so we we can walk on water to the Lord. Will you pray with me? holy, loving, and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, and we are um, a thankful people. Lord, right now, we may be a nervous people, we may be an anxious people, Lord, we may be people who are not sure about what it is you're calling us to, but I pray today that we are a church full of people who sense your call on our hearts and in our lives. And so, Lord, as I pray so often, and as the...
1: The scripture and the song remind us, grant us wisdom and grant us courage for the living of these days so that
0: we might step out and follow you. And that by stepping out, we might see amazing things happen. We might experience your amazing love. And Lord, if we get wet, help us to dry off. Lord, if we get wet and if we sink, help help us to look back to you. Lord, if we get wet, help us to remember our baptism and to remember that you continue to call us forward to do brave and amazing things that we can only do because of your presence and your strength and your love. Oh Lord, this, our prayer, we offer in the name of your son Jesus who walks on the water to us and calls us out of the boat.